to NURFM. We are talking travel and we do it for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Barry Warwick with us today. We're looking at some airline news, some interesting things to do with cabin baggage and making security easier and Wi-Fi as well. Where are we starting, Barry? Well, I thought we'd start with baggage because baggage is always uh, something that interests most people because they carry it with them. Anyway, the... Jetstar have now reduced their carry-on baggage from 10 kilos down to 7 kilos, and this 7 kilos also includes your handbag. Now, the reason behind this is uh, to give more space in the overhead lockers. Uh, I think everyone that's flown has experienced the getting on the aircraft, nowhere to put your baggage because you're the last person to get on, and everything's chock-a-block. You try and stuff it under the seat in front of you and if you've got long legs like me, no leg room. And at the same time you look at what everybody else has brought on and you think, that is so big. That's that's right. You know, how how did the uh, hostesses let, or how did the stewards let that pass? But um, yes, I recently came back from Perth um, with Jetstar and every bag was weighed even the handbags. So I'd not seen that before. So it looks like they really are set to police this. It's for bookings that are made after the 28th of October. So if you made your booking before that, uh, you're still entitled to the 10 kilos if you were booked to just carry on your own baggage. Hmm. Okay, so still a bit of time if you book before, but otherwise, from now on, make sure your bag's under 7, seven kilos. kilos. And fits in the guidelines within which the airlines print because airlines worldwide are cracking down on cabin baggage. So, Okay. So for those yeah. of us who do that, that's good news. That's Yeah, <laughs> it is. I still carry the, you know, the big suitcase with me and check it through. But, yeah. That's um, what you need to do, of course. You check in the bags. Check in the bags, yeah, prior to. Uh, and if the bags are over, then you'll have to you'll pay a penalty. There'll be an additional penalty that you'll pay. So uh, just keep within that seven seven kilo limit. Now, the other thing that passengers find, uh, I guess, a bit of a bugbear is security at airports. Oh, and it takes so long, doesn't it? It does. And you can, the, whenever you're in a hurry, the lines seem to be just that little bit longer. And the airlines are forecasting that by 2020, the the number of passengers travelling will double and they've got to find a way to, you know, get people through this security much quicker. Uh, I was over in the States uh, a year or so ago and you had to get to the airport two hours before just so that you could get through security. So, And that was for an internal flight? That was it? for a domestic flight within mm-hmm. the United States. So uh, it, it it is such a big bugbear. Uh, but... Melbourne and airport is actually trialling a scheme whereby security is going to be uh, what they call it smart security and it's to try and make this a little bit more seamless so that passengers can board quicker. There's about four airlines in, uh, sorry, four airports in the world that are actually trialling this system. Uh, London's one, Doha in the Middle East is another one and um, Melbourne and Qantas have joined forces to trial it at Melbourne. So hopefully it'll be a way of getting people through the that security blockage 
much, much faster. Do we know how they're planning to do that? They haven't gone into a great deal of detail. They've just announced that they will be trialling this um, this method, and I think it's more based going to be based on a risk type um, thing where passenger. I don't know whether it'll be um, you know looking at passengers or what they're carrying or. Uh, yeah, at this stage, details are a little bit sketchy, just that they're joining the scheme. So hopefully if you're flying from Mel- well, with, in- with if, Qantas, yeah. if you're flying into Melbourne with Qantas, um, once this trial starts, you'll find that it's much quicker. That really is good news too. Can't so, come soon enough. No, that's right. <laughs> and Wi-Fi. And Wi-Fi. On planes. On planes. Now... Emirates has announced that uh, it's going to offer free Wi-Fi for its Wi-Fi equipped services. Uh, eventually, they're going to roll it out on the whole fleet, but under the, uh, the current system, uh, the first 10 uh, megabytes is going to be um, free and you can pay for additional usage, but they feel that, that that's just enough to check your... Uh, Emails social media, yeah, social. The, so, the social media thing. And I think that that's basically what it's aimed at. Currently, um, it's available on all of Emirates 53 A380s and uh, some of, oh, 28 of its 777. So they're gradually going through the fleet and putting the Wi-Fi in. So that's going to be really good news. I think once they've got it all in and once Wi-Fi comes down for the cost of Wi-Fi on planes for the airlines themselves, um, they'll allow more bandwidth to uh, passengers. And I think on a race, recent A380, uh, about 153 of the passengers were actually using the Wi-Fi. So that's out of a, you know about 490 passengers. Uh, it's a fair amount that really want to use that connectivity and the, the wireless on the aircraft. So presumably they will still not allow that during takeoff and landing? That's when it's supposed to be crucial, is it? Well, it, it is, an, uh, or it has been, but I noticed that they're relaxing those uh, much more now. And as soon as the aircraft's landed, even before it gets to the gate, you're now allowed to switch your phones back on. Um, although some of the um, crew on a number of airlines are a little bit uh, concerned with that. For our sponsor, Travel On King, we are talking travel on to NURFM. Barry Warwick, we're taking to the seas, first of all. Uh, yes, Jane, and I th- Royal Caribbean have launched a new ship called Quantum of the Seas, and uh, there's all this new technology because everyone's got to try up, try and keep up with the latest or be three steps ahead of the the opposition of course yes so anyway on this uh on this new boat uh there's a couple of things that they've done and the inside cabins now are going to have a screen a window screen so that it gives real-time ocean views so it's supposedly going to look like you're actually on an outside cabin or you know a cabin with a window rather than you know, walking into the dark, switching on the light and knowing that you're in 
an inside cabin. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's like a very simple idea. They do that with cameras, presumably. Well, yeah, it would be cameras on the on the boat, and it it will give people just a well a little bit more pleasant experience on that inside cabin. So this ship really does have some fantastic features. This ship does have some fantastic features, and one of the features is a ripcord. I fly, and it's supposed to be the first skydiving experience at sea, uh, an engineering marvel apparently that transports guests more than 300 feet above the ocean, um, and then I guess you just skydive back to the, the uh, deck. Back to the deck, not back, into the water. Not into the water. <laughs> back to the, Well, we hope not into the water anyway. Um, and they're also having a uh, entertainment complex uh, at sea as well, which has bumper cars, roller skating. Um, they're going to have the first bionic bar. Uh, well, how does that work? Well, the bionic bar is powered by um, robots that are bartenders. So, again... Just something new. How they take the orders and how they move around, I'm not quite sure. But uh, That's quite different. <laughs> it is quite different. And, look, these ships are going out of their way to outdo their opposition. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one-upmanship. And this has certainly been a few uh, one-upmanships on this particular vessel. Um, another thing that they're trying to do is speed up, again, uh, the boarding uh, onto the ship, so they're using new technology with the with this particular ship, so that uh, passengers will have a quicker and better boarding uh, experience or checking in for the ship. So, uh, good news all round mm. in terms of technology is really starting to. Um, be used positively, it sounds. Yes. Yeah, great. But, of course, not all places or not all opportunities for getting on the waters when you're going on holidays uh, are on the high seas. No, not at all, Jane. And sometimes we just like to actually step back, have something that is really leisurely, and I've got the answer for that. Particularly if you're going to Britain, there's um, canal cruising and... You, you previously you were able to hire uh, canal boats that you drove yourself, but now there's one that actually does three, four, and seven day cruises on the around the Avon area, and just some of the um, things that you you go through small villages. It's on the canal, so it's not very wide. You've got you can almost reach out and touch the countryside. This particular boat only carries six passengers, uh, so you and everything's included. So you drink, your meals, uh, everything's included. So it's just something different. If you've got three days, you're looking for a experience or an experience that is just that little bit different. You should try this um, canal, canal cruising, cruises. and some of the places that they go to are. Uh, for example, a Bath to Pusey, um, Bradford on Avon to Bath, and uh, Oxford to Newbury as well. So, just in in out in the English countryside, 
and pleasant scenery. And I suppose you'd get to stop every now and again and go and explore villages. Well, the good thing is that you do stop frequently with these and it's the small villages. It's the genuine Britain that everyone, I guess, really wants to see that you're, you're getting to see. Thank you, Barry Warwick. Okay, thanks, Jane. And we will be talking travel again for our sponsor, Travel On King, next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.